There we go. Welcome back. Right now, Straycast Outdoor Cartoon Television. Uh, the Maniasi continues from the 2018 Forest Wood Cup. I'm your host, Pat Renwick, and, and right now, I want to tell you, it is an honor to have this gentleman come into the Straycast booth right now. Let's give a warm studio audience round of applause <laughs> for the one and only Hank Parker. He hey, is here. Hey, Woo! Hey. Yes! <laughs> Hank Parker. I mean, obviously, you n need no introduction, but it's like something that I just have to do. Well, you know, the older you get, the more people know you, so I guess that means <laughs> I'm just old. <laughs> Dude, but, but seriously, let, let's backtrack for a minute here. You have been a staple in America's living rooms. You have been in a zillion living rooms all across America. Whether you realize it or not, you, you've been planted on everybody's couch for years. <laughs> Well, you know, we started television for the love of the sport, and uh, I really, early on, I decided that I wanted to uh, make my show and the format of my show a fun show, uh, not really all about competitive fishing, but to make it about a family sport that is uh, fun for everybody to participate, and I tried to teach a little bit along the way, but mostly it's all about really having fun and that's that's what i like about fishing it is a fun sport absolutely and one of the biggest lessons i ever got from from the hank parker show was don't use mono with frogs <laughs> yeah, that I, I remember when I, <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> do you remember that episode life changer you i mean it was like before the whole braid thing yep. and you were wrecking them i can't remember where it was but you're wrecking them on the on the frogs and and they just they kind of you were getting those blow-ups and they kept coming off and, and it was like, and you're like, and I'm using 30-pound mono here. And it wasn't, it wasn't working. It wasn't, it wasn't yeah. working. Uh, really and truly, braid fishing, uh, when, when spider wire hit the market, it changed everything in that whole frog world, that topwater world. It, it's incredible. It, it sure did. And then, and I remember some of the, um, the, the first braid I ever used was that gorilla braid. Yeah. You remember oh, that yeah. first? Oh, yeah. The, the yeah, first... Berkeley developed the gorilla braid. Yeah. yeah that's right. And, 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 that was the white stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. it, was, it yeah. was. And I remember the first time I ever hooked a saltwater fish on the gorilla braid. It, it just about <laughs> broke my arm. <laughs> you, you, hey, you got to be really careful. I was down catching redfish the other day, and a guy was holding his rod where he had the line run over his finger. I said, oh. don't do that. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> we're, we're catching 30-pound redfish. You got on 60-pound braid. You could lose a finger yeah, easily yeah, yeah. You gotta, you easily gotta keep you, your limbs free <laughs> you have to use a, a, an iron chain malice suit sometimes if you're gonna go, go accomplish that but when i think of hank parker uh and how and how you helped me develop as a fisherman and many many literally millions of people out there you taught a lot of people how to flip and you taught a lot of people how to throw a spinnerbait. Spinnerbait. I mean, come on. Well, you know, you go back, and uh, I won that first Bassmaster Classic way back in 1979, and people said, well, you invented flipping. I did not. D. Thomas. And Correct. so I never, yes. ever want to get credit for what D. did. Uh, D. rocked the whole world. He's from Northern California, and he is the guy behind the whole flipping madness. I've had the privilege to fish with D. a couple of times. <laughs> He's awesome. He's taught me so much, and uh, I, I love to flip. I love to pitch, and I love to throw that spinnerbait. But, you know, the, the one thing that I really like 
is everything. <laughs> you don't care. Whatever, I, I, whatever I, they're I, eating, that's the, that's yeah, the deal. That's your favorite there. bait. Deep, shallow, <laughs> no in doubt. between. It don't matter. I, whatever it takes, I like it all. <laughs> that, that, that is the deal. But here, so you know how there's certain people, let's say it's a family member, let's say it's a friend, uh, or let's say that, that, you know, a relative, whatever it may be. If you close your eyes, you have a certain picture of that person in your mind, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay. Now, this is not meant to be creepy whatsoever when I say this, (laughs) but if I were to close my eyes and think of Hank Parker, I think of the five-and-a-half-foot pistol grip rod with the old round ambassador on it and the man's classic spinnerbait. Oh, yeah, that Uh, roll cast. uh, That was the the lady that brought me to the dance, and I'll (laughs) never forget her. And Lou's has brought the pistol grip back. Nice. Uh, I'm I'm so proud of them, and they did an incredible job right out of the gate. They got that rod just perfect. So if you want some nostalgia, you want to go back. And I'm going to tell you, there's still a lot of incredible applications for that pistol grip roll cast. When you're close to boat docks, you can really pinpoint and get up under that boat dock. If you're fishing in a lake that's got a lot of overhanging willows, a lot of overhanging cypress, if you're back in the swamp areas, those little five-and-a-half-foot pistol grip rods will allow with that roll cast you to put a bait that you cannot do with a seven half foot straight handle rod do you still keep one in the boat absolutely at all times now how, how long is that rod it's uh there's a five and a half and a six foot model i really wow. like i really like they have a 510 and i love that that is the perfect length uh sure. pistol grip rod five foot ten inches long and is that the is that the deal you're pretty much using it with the spinner bait still yeah. or are you well, using other no, baits on I, it? I use other baits i always have uh if i get in i used to fish at santee cooper way back up in the swamps and you got overhanging trees everywhere and you're constantly underhand and roll casting and i would throw anything a plastic worm a top water a jig uh, a spinnerbait, whatever it takes, but the spinnerbait is what that rod is really giving you a great application for across the board. Flipping up under those boat docks with that little roll cast or under those cypress trees. So I throw a spinnerbait on it a lot. And are you still an advocate of the of the heavy line on that on that pistol grip rod? Are you still throwing as heavy a line as you get away I, with? I've always said, you know, a lot of people waste uh, waste opportunity and get line broken using 10-pound test, throwing a spinnerbait. Why? You're going to run that bait up there close to the surface. The, the heavier the line, the better. It doesn't interfere. You know, I'm a 20, 25-pound guy when it comes to a spinnerbait. Sure. And and again, why, why not? not? Why, why not, not do it? And you're point. burning that bait. I mean, we've caught smallmouth in crystal clear water of Lake St. Clair on 20 pounds. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Many, many times just, I have as well. Just yeah. just burning it. That's it. And why not do it? Right. So, so Hank, let me let me ask you this. Let's go back to that to that same uh, bass fishing wonderland that we were just <laughs> talking about. And and tell us about a fishing memory that sticks in your mind. Well, I'll tell you one that, that I'll never forget as long as I live. The guy's name was Randy Horn. He's passed on. He was an incredible fisherman. But in 1973, I caught the biggest string of bass I ever caught in a bass tournament at uh, Low Falls Landing, Santee Cooper, South Carolina. Uh, I had 10 bass that weighed 73 pounds and 12 ounces. Whoa. And uh, a guy named Billy Goff had won every bass tournament in 1970, 71, 72, and 73. He had won them all. 
And when he weighed in, he had 40 pounds. I came in and just blew the scales wide open with 73.12. And a guy named Randy Horn yeah. rolled in and weighed in 82 pounds. You're like, what the heck just happened here? Blew me away. What I the- lost big time with 73.12. <laughs> That doesn't happen. No, it's crazy. The, uh, so it, there's a fishing story I'll never forget. Exactly. Since, since we're going back there, i got to ask you about this. My favorite classic uh, reaction to a winner of a Bassmaster Classic was yours in 1989. Yes. That, it, it's yes. Just, you really had no idea you were about to win that thing. Is that right? I, I, I talked to Jim Bitter in the parking lot, and I kind of figured in my mind uh, if he was telling the truth, and Jim has always been an honest man, so I knew he was probably telling me right like it was. And I was figuring it up, and I knew that it was going to come down to ounces. Mm-hmm. And I had lost the Super Bass Tournament at Lake Lanier to Gary Klein by one ounce four years before holding my fish up and letting water drops drop uh-huh. off and weighed and lost by one ounce. Ooh. So when I came in, Ray Scott said, the biggest string of the tournament, Hank Parker, hold them up. Nope, I ain't hold them up. Put them <laughs> on the scale. I don't want one learned, water drop. Yeah. I never <laughs> ain't going to happen. Not twice to Hank Parker. Yeah, I ain't not going to do it. <laughs> so I knew that it was going to be within ounces. And uh, when I saw that weight, according to what Jim had told me, I knew that I was going to beat him one ounce. I ended up beating him two ounces, but it was a <laughs> nail-biter. And, 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 yeah. and there it was, man. <laughs> Hank, I know you're super busy, and we don't want to keep you too long, but I do want to ask you this. If you have one wish for the continuation and the future of the sport of bass fishing, what would that one wish be? Let's. Well, it's all coming down to what's happening with the uh, with the high school and collegiate fishing. It is so critically important. We have all been conservationists since the day that catch and release came into play, into play, and we have all worked to be able to help contribute to the preservation of our resources, and our shortcoming has been participation from our youth. That has been our shortcoming. And so now we've got programs put into high schools, even grade schools today are starting fishing programs. So we've got our wish. Now we've all got to work hard to make sure that these young people, uh, girls and boys, and I love to see the crossover, a lot of girl fishermen in the high school fishing. We need to work hard to make sure we take care of all of our fisheries where they'll have a great place to fish as we have had in our lifetime. And that is our future and it's all happening and it is exciting. Well said, Mr. Parker. Well said. Thank you so much for joining us, taking time out of your day. Ladies and gentlemen, that, as you know, is Hank Parker. I'm Pat Renwick, Ryan Popcorn Whitaker. Hey, put the power poles down when we come back. More action from the 2018 Forest Wood Cup. Boom. Hello, everybody. I'm Bill Dance. No, just kidding. This is Pat. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to StrayCast on iTunes and leave a review. Tell us what you think. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening. Peace!